G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Tech Talk, your short weekly podcast on all things technical in farming. I've just finished reading a book called Soil Health, Soil Biology, Soilborne Diseases and Sustainable Agriculture. So I thought I'd use today's Wednesday Tech Talk to talk about soil biology, how it impacts on farming and what we can do to increase our soil biology. Now, I know this is probably a topic where we should be doing a longer episode, get someone in who's an expert in the field and interview them, but we'll just do this for now, and then when I can find someone a bit later, we'll interview them and get a much better understanding of what's going on in the ground. Now, one of the great things about a book like the one I've just read is its name. When you get a name like that, you know there's no flashy marketing, it's all based on solid science, and they're there to communicate a point. They're not just trying to sell you some gear. So what do we know about soil biology? Honestly, not a lot. But what we do know is that the top 10 centimetres of soil is one of the most biologically rich and diverse environments in the world. However, we don't know a lot about the microbes that live in those soils. And this is particularly true in Australia. As like most things, we're a bit different to the rest of the world. And scientists have a really hard time getting things peer-reviewed because we are so different. When you think about it, we've got complex animals like echidnas and platypuses that are egg-laying mammals with pouches. It's not surprising that some of our more basic organisms are going to be fairly different as well. However, there is a fairly general consensus out there that the more biological life, the better. This can include things like fungi, earthworms, nematodes and a whole range of other organisms that range from the microscopic to the easily seen. And they're fairly easy to test for. The Cotton Info team have done a great job promoting a thing called Soyer Undies. And basically it involves getting a set of cotton undies, and it's got to be cotton because it's an organic fibre. You don't want to use a poly blend, it just won't work. So you bury them in the ground for a period of time, and then dig them up. And basically the more decomposed they are, the better your soil biology is. Because the more organisms that are there in the ground, the more quickly the undies will be eaten. So I'll link to that program in the show notes below. But the other way to check what soil biology is there is a bit more technical and it costs a little bit of money. And that involves doing a predictor B test. So basically that involves taking soil samples and stubble samples to work out what organisms are there in the field. And that's a great way to test for nematodes along with a few diseases like crown rot and can be really useful in determining rotation and a few things like that. The other thing it can test for is a disease called long fallow disorder. And basically that's just a breakdown of your mycorrhizal fungi because that can be essential for certain plants to take up nutrients. Plants like cotton are really bad at scavenging for nutrients and therefore they heavily rely on mycorrhizal fungi. However, If the paddock has been fallowed for an extensive period of time, that fungi can break down and just be non-existent and the plants will suffer as a result. So I guess that brings us on to how can we encourage fungi, how can we encourage biological activity, and what can we do to make sure our soils are as healthy as they can be? Well, I guess the main thing we can do is encourage the build-up of organic carbon because organic carbon and organic matter are what feed all this soil biology. So we want to be looking at doing things like zero-till, maintaining our stubble cover. We don't want to be burning stubble, we want to be keeping it there. We want as much organic matter as we can in the soil. May consider cover cropping. I've covered that in the past and I think it's really a trade-off between 
water that will receive and ground cover because really we are a moisture limited system but that can help to boost soil biology and we really just don't want to be working our country. Now time and time again it has been shown that if you work your country you'll break down that soil biology and you'll lose organic carbon. And then of course there's crop rotations. Crop rotation is essential to promoting a diverse range of soil biology. You want to be mixing things up, going through your cereals, your legumes, your brassicas and whatever else may work in your area because that increases the host range for a whole range of different organisms and prevents harmful organisms like nematodes building up in cereals and really having that harmful impact that you can have on those crops. So hopefully that gives you a bit of an insight to soil biology and some of the things you can do to improve your soil biology and how it'll help you with your cropping. As I said before, in the future, I'd really like to get someone on, an expert in the field, and interview them so they can give us a much better overview of what we should be doing to increase our soil biology and grow a better crop. I'd also like to say that if you've got a suggestion for a Wednesday Tech Talk, hit me up, reach out to me, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you can find me, I'm very accessible. Please remember that this advice is general in nature and always consult your own expert before acting on what you've heard here. Thanks for listening to the In The Paddock podcast. Hopefully you took something out of it that'll help you on your farming journey. Please remember to subscribe so you can stay tuned for the latest shows. Remember to like, share, rate and review to help others find us. Until next time, keep at it.